You are listening to Trophy Horse with your hosts, Tricky Mick, Alex, I yield to no one, Steve. And welcome to Trophy Wars. This is episode 339. I'm your host, Tricky Mick. Alongside with me, the honey bear, Alex. How did you ever know Ashley's nickname for me? Her uh, pet name for me? Uh, I can't disclose my secrets, my sources. Wait a minute. Who have you been talking to? He brings the awesome every week. I yield to no one. I've had a TV adventure this week. Oh boy. We have no Steven this week. He has a uh, Wait, you're not even you're I, not I, even going to ask I, Yield about what his TV experience or his adventure was about? Well, I was going to get into why Steven's not here, but I can't even make up excuses anymore cuz he just didn't show up. Yield, what was your TV adventure this week? So, I I was looking for a specific TV. I've got a Vizio now, wanted to stay with that. And apparently all Vizios are switching over to no tuners. So I wanted one with a tuner in it. The one I want finally went on sale. Ordered it on Wally World. Had it sent to my local Wally World. I bring it home, get the sucker put together, and I realize that it, you know they don't have the the single base under the middle. They got legs at each end. <laughs> okay. Well, it won't fit on my four foot, you know, stand <laughs> in my entertainment center. Okay. So I'm like. Damn it. All right, plan A. We'll go get some lumber, and we'll, you know, because they only overhang. The legs just miss it by a couple inches. We'll stick some. I, I knew this was, I know this oh. was going to a do-it-yourself do project oh, it, somewhere. It, 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 we ended up to option E before we were done. So, Oh, boy. So, we put the lumber on there. Okay, cool. This is going to work. Went to stick it in there. Now it won't fit because it's too tall. The shelf that goes across it. <laughs> It's getting late Saturday night, and I'm about, you know what? F this TV. It's going back. So we calm, we, we calm down a little bit. My wife's like, you know what? We could just raise the towers up, put some lumber underneath it. I'm like, I like where you're going with this. So went over to my father-in-law, who had some extra lumber, cut it, to, cut it to the right size to go underneath the towers, lifted the towers up, shoved the lumber underneath it. Everything's in now. Except no, no exceptions. It's all in there. It's hooked up. Oh, I thought that was Plan B. I was waiting for C, D, and well, E. Now D, C, and E was I could if it didn't work, we were going to try to shove it in there because it was close. I had to get underneath the lip. If it didn't fit, I could take it somewhere and have the boards playing down about a quarter of an inch, and then that would work. If we didn't want to, you ever think about if we didn't want to? Did you ever think about wall mounting it? No, I ain't wall mounting it because we got an entertainment center. So, okay. if if planing was a, was an option, I could take a belt sander and then spend some time belt sanding it down. And the other option was just taking the stupid thing back. And then we came up with the we'll just put we'll just raise the towers up an inch and a half, and all is well. And it's all is well. I got it in there. See, my my solution is I just go buy a big TV, and if I don't have the stand for it, I buy the stand. 
Well, see, we had already bought this, so we hadn't really gotten that much use out of it, so I wasn't turning it apart. Yeah. <clears throat> but it's, it's all good. It's nice. 65 inches. Yeah, I, I had a, I don't know if you saw on Facebook, but I kind of uh, made a big purchase myself this week. I did see that, and I was somehow not surprised. <laughs> I got a lot of criticism for it. Uh, people because, think okay, Yield buys a new TV every five years. Tricky buys one every five weeks. I, first of all, I didn't buy a TV. Just to put it into perspective, folks. I, 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 I'm going to tell you what I bought later because it's actually a topic that or uh, an article we're going to talk about it. But I, 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 as you guys know, I was looking to buy a 75 inch 4K curved television. I halted on the purchase only because of the fact that I really couldn't figure out where the hell I was going to put it. Now I've talked myself down to from 75 inches down to 55 inches, and I'm just going to replace the TV that I have in my living room that got scratched with the movers. So now I'm buying a 55 inch 4K. Curve TV. Hey, my TV's bigger than yours. Hey, you, you, you don't want to uh, compare sizes there, sir. My TV's bigger. It- I don't have to compare. I'm just telling you a fact. My TV's bigger than yours. You, you're going to make me go buy the 75 inches so I can shut you up, aren't you? Well, that would be your decision, not mine. <laughs> I'm just stating a fact. My TV's bigger than your 55-inch TV. Guys, we gotta go buy the 75 inch because Yield's complaining his is bigger. That's the name of the episode. His is bigger. His is bigger. <laughs> Hold on, I didn't hear what she said. What'd you say? I said you wanted the 65. Yeah, but Yield said his is bigger, so I gotta go 75 inches now. Go bigger, go home. The guy just wants to know how big your TV is 65. 65. Yes, but I can't be the same. I gotta be bigger. Yeah, it would be a tie. Yeah, I got my e penis is gonna be bigger than his. <laughs> e Why are we doing this on the show? I'm leaving all this in the show, by the way. I would leave it in the show. Yeah, so now I gotta figure out where the hell I'm gonna put a 75 inch television. <laughs> up your ass. And where I'm gonna come? And where I'm gonna come up with the extra two thousand dollars for the TV? How much does it cost? The seventy-five inch cost. You're probably talking about four or five grand. Yeah, I think it's forty-five hundred for the seventy-five inch. Man, you should work for our government because you're really good at wasting money. Really, we're gonna go there. Tricky Mick for president. Hey, I'd be a good president. I'd I'd be the first pimp president. No, they already had one of those. Remember, Saint Row Four. He wasn't a pimp. He was a gangster. He was a gangster pimp. The, no, the pimp, the pimp was the secretary. He was of state. a ne'er do well. What does it matter? Oh, what the hell are we going down this path? This train is off the rails already. Let's do Woo-hoo! our updated trophy count. I am level thirty-four. Total trophies of eight thousand eight hundred forty-eight and eighty-seven platinums. I didn't earn a trophy all week, and I'll tell you why in a minute. Alex, I was same as last week. So you haven't played yield. I am a level 25 with a trophy count of 4944 and a platinum count of 74. See all those fours? I got a Yahtzee. Uh, no, you one short of a four. I know. I got four of a kind. Yeah, I'm, glad you're a pay- I'm glad you're paying attention. As I always do. 
Uh, Steve is level 14, total trophies of 1821. He got trophies this week, just not a new platinum because he's still at five. Uh, and Sid is level 30, total trophies of 6,749 with 101 platinums. So the controversy is over. He's officially gotten to 100 platinums, but he didn't win the race because the race is between me and Alex. There was never any controversy. You introduced controversy into it. That is true. The race, yes, but the race now, was always between but, the race was always between you and Alex, and then you decided to throw Sid in it, and then when he beat you, you threw him out. No, no, here's, here's no, the no, problem, no. folks. It's I, okay I, when I, when Tricky uh, uses nefarious means to get platinums, but if somebody else, if he thinks somebody else does it, because I'm not accusing Sid of that, because Sid would never do that. But if Tricky thinks that somebody else is using nefarious means, he's he's calling the fire alarms, he's yelling from the mountaintops. Oh, this isn't right. I'm Tricky Mick. This isn't right. <laughs> That's pretty funny. First of all, Sid took himself out of the race because he actually said to me, I'm not in the race. Who jumped in the race was Daryl, who he's losing anyway. So the race to 100 was officially won by Sid, but since he wasn't in the race because he took himself out of the race, it's still between me and Alex. Here's really what the thing is, is it Sid's like, you know what? I'm a better trophy earner than you plebeians, so I'm not going to get into this in the mud with you, uh, you serfs, you jergoffs. I am a god amongst men. You all fight it out. All right, so let's get into what we're playing. Uh, I'm going to have the shock of the of the the show. So, do you guys want to go first? You want me to go last? Well, it doesn't sound like Alex has been playing anything since he didn't earn any trophies, unless he's been like. Uh, playing, he's been pl- he's been playing that first person viewer called a girlfriend. Unless he was playing, well, I've been, that's, I've been and, playing that thing called the Super Nintendo Classic, my, and, my, and and that and that's always a uh, a good game to play. But um, uh, I figured he. You've been playing husband mode. I, I figured you were retro gaming. See me, I've been off for a couple of weeks. The show that is. See, I've been playing played some Rocket League, school tricky. Al- Why'd you school me? Al- we were on the same team. Al- Alex, you should have been there. I was schooling them. We were on the same team. And- How could you school me if we're on the same team? You were probably I can still I- team down. I can still take you to school even if you're on my team. No, no, that was the brain seventy six. That every time I had a shot lined up, the brain seventy six would come in at the last second, and either hit the ball or hit me. Either uh, and either way, there's tricky. there's video proof of it too. Let, let's put it this way: of all the games when Tricky joined in. Only the last game did he not finish last out of the four of us. Just saying. That is, that is true. Okay, so I've been playing a bunch of Rocket League. I uh, hope that we can get like eight at a group of eight together. That'd be fun. Um, Steve, what else? You know where we need that group of eight is in Burn Our Paradise. Uh, well, that'll be next week. Um, <laughs> and I've got my copy reserved coming to me at the house. Let's see here. What else have I? Been- did you get it? Did Did you get it from Amazon? No, I got it from GameStop. I can't buy anything from uh, Amazon. Remember the whole they think we're gay lover combination? Yield. What? That was a perfect time for you to insert an ad into the show. It was. You know it, but it's, it's all right, Tricky. Or, uh, yield. Everyone knows that you have better taste than, than Tricky. I know. So what else have I been playing? Uh, I've been playing some Gravel. Picked that game up. Enjoying it. Uh, Lego Jurassic World. Baseball in the face, or baseball riots, tennis in the face, same company though. Uh, 
What else? Man, I thought I played something else. All right. We'll, we'll, Alice, we'll just you... say that. That's been it. Oh, All right, Alice, oh you playing... and I've been playing some oh. Uncharted 4. I finished my hard playthrough. Now I get to go through on, on Crushing. Crushing. Our Alex, have you played anything besides SNES Classic? No, but I did download Bloodborne, so I kind of want to start that soon. And uh, even though it's a really hard platinum, I kind of want to just play it and try it out because I hear it's a really good action game. And I also kind of want to go back, and I feel like I'm starting to get ready to go through uh, New Game Plus on Horizon Zero Dawn. Because it's been a year. Have you did, did you play through Frozen Wild yet? Yes, I beat that. I got all the trophies in that. I beat that as soon as it came out. Uh, okay, I haven't. I'm getting ready to dive into that. Uh, if you, like I was saying, if you want to play Bloodborne, I got an equally fun thing for you to do. Take your nuts and a hammer and smash them. What? Because That's how you much don't fun like you a challenge, Tricky? Is that why? No, the, uh, it's not about a challenge. It's just I, I cannot stand games that are hard just for the sake of being hard. Like, I like a challenge. I don't like beating my nuts against a wall. Well, it sounds like you do a lot of that. Well, it sounds like you like beating them with a hammer. <laughs> but but we did, uh, we did mention the, the first anniversary for Horizon Zero Dawn, and here's a little factoid for our listeners. In the first year of it being released, Horizon Zero, Horizon Zero Dawn, players have uh, killed over or defeated over 5 billion machines. Thank you for taking one of our news stories away. Well, yeah, we don't need to discuss it. It's just a nice little tidbit that we can fit right in there right now. We'll go over more details later. No, we uh, won't. I'm erasing it from the uh, agenda. I already have the link. I'm going to ruin that entire segment if you try to bring it up. <laughs> uh, the only thing I've been playing all week... Yield, are you sitting down? Yeah. I've been playing Breath of the Wild all week. Okay, and and your thoughts so far? Okay. My opinions from the past have not changed. Okay. Is it better than Horizon? Hell no. Okay. But I'm giving it a legit shot because somebody suggested to me that I played it wrong. Is, that it, is, I tried to... is there a way to play Zelda wrong? Well, they... okay. As I've said in the past... You could essentially start the game, run straight to Ganon, and beat the game. Yeah. It'd be incredibly, I've, like, I've heard ten that. times harder than Bloodborne hard, but it can be done. So, the game's kind of, like, it's open world, but it actually sends you down somewhat of a linear path in which it says it's directing you towards the first Divine Beast. In order to do all the things, you kind of have to, like, build up your heart, your stamina... And stuff like that. You have to get better weapons. So what I've been doing is I cheated a little bit. And I went on IGN. And I downloaded the the map of where all the shrines are. Because for every four shrines, you either get a heart container or a stamina container. So I've been selectively doing shrines to get more hearts and more stamina. And over the course of doing that, in each of the shrines, there are weapons. And depending on, you know how hard of a shrine or, you know, whatever, there's a weapon in there. And they can range anywhere from five uh, uh, hit points up to 50. The, that's the most I've seen so far. My goal, because there's no trophies involved in this, and it's just playing for fun, my goal is to get enough hearts where I can actually go get the Master Sword. And one of my biggest gripes of all my weapons breaking 
will be alleviated because the Master Sword, while it doesn't break, it does dull down, and you have to wait 10 minutes for it to recharge itself. I can live with that, though. At least it doesn't break. I'd be more miffed if the Master Sword broke. Well, essentially, it does break. It just makes it useless for 10 minutes. Bow and arrow. (coughs) Yeah, but... it. Listen, I'm giving it a legit shot. I think I'm over 30 hours in it now, so... Uh, I'm trying. And I, I, if I'm, if I beat the game and I feel different, I will come on this show and I will come on any other show that I've been on shitting on it. And I will say that I was wrong, but as of right now, 30 hours into it, my opinions have not changed. And, and Alex actually did delete it from the show. Oh yeah, I watched him. (laughs) Straight gone. That's right, I'll bring it back. All right, so let's get into our news stories this week. How about that, gentlemen? All right. Our first news story is Neil Druckmann has been promoted to vice president of Naughty Dog. Now, if you don't know who Neil Druckmann is, shame on you. But he is uh, a very big face of Naughty Dog. Uh, Quote, in recognition of his expanded role... Contributing on critical studio-level decisions, Neil Druckmann is now vice president of Naughty Dog. Studio president Evan Will said in a post on the developer's official blog. He's been a vital part of the management team for some time now, and we're proud to formally acknowledge his involvement. Wells also confirmed that Druckmann will continue to serve as creative director on The Last of Us Part Two. Additionally, Naughty Dog has announced that Anthony Newman and Kurt Marginu are now serving as joint game directors on The Last of Us Part 2. Uh, both Kurt and Anthony joined Naughty Dog during Uncharted 2 and have been instrumental in leading the design department and have been key contributors in all the games. So I'm really not I'm liking gonna... that title. Which title? The Last of Us Part 2? Yeah. Just... I don't know. It just doesn't uh... sit with me. Maybe they should name it Part 2. <laughs> what is this? Hot Shots? Yeah, why not? That was at least funny. I don't know. I just now they're saying that Druckmann is officially a part of The Last of Us Part Two, but how do you guys feel about two other people helming uh, the the sequel to The Last of Us, which, as everybody knows, is considered the greatest game ever made, in my opinion? But now Bruce, Bruce Straley and Neil Druckmann are basically not hands off. Well, Bruce Straley is completely hands off because he's left the studio. So he re- he but, retired, didn't he? Well, he. He took a leave he of absence. He took a leave of absence. I mean, he left Naughty Dog and kind of took a leave of absence from gaming. Right. Uh, but now Druckmann, I mean, it doesn't sound like he's going to be as hands-on as he was. So does this concern you about the game at all? Not no, really. because before The Last of Us, did you know who Bruce Traley or Neil Druckmann were? No. They were peons at Naughty Dog. There you go. Next topic. It's not as simple as that. Oh, it certainly is, sir. No, that's like saying uh, we didn't know who Kadeo Kojima was, but now that he's left Konami, we don't have to worry about the future Metal Gear games. David Jaffe, uh, um, Tim Schafer, Hideo Kojima, uh, um, Amy Hennig. Yeah, we, uh, Shigeru Miyamoto, KJ Nifuni, we did not know who the fuck any of these people were before their games came out and we played them. You never hear about people... 
You know, just because, like, we didn't hear about, like, say, look at the God of War series. First there was David Jaffe, then there was Corey Barlog, then there was Stig Asmussen. We didn't know those two other guys after Jaffe, but they made a great game. They both made great games. So just because we don't know, necessarily know everything about the lives or, like, the names of the people helming these projects, uh, Naughty Dog's a quality studio, and they get a ton of resources from Sony because they're a Sony-owned studio. So just saying, like, oh, I'm worried because these people aren't at the helm, like, if you had said that because, like, oh, well, so-and-so isn't at the helm of, you know, uh, David Jaffe isn't at the helm of um, The Last of Us, I'm concerned. Like, no, they, they're a quality studio. They put in nothing but quality. There's no reason to believe that they would not they would put anyone in the position of director of The Last of Us Part Two without have that person having the pedigree and add the ability to put forth an amazing game. Well, th- this is over. touching on. Well, this was tu- this is touching on the conversation we had on last week's show, where we were saying, where I asked you and Steven, should we go back to the days of not knowing who's making our games, so we don't have these worries listen i don't i i like you i agree with you naughty dog is a quality studio i personally don't have worries about the last of us part two but there are going to be people out there that are going to see that neil Druckmann and bruce Daly are not touching this and there's it's going to go well is this going to be as good of a game tricky i'm going to call you i'm going to call you out right now because you are just stirring. We had a conversation before the show started where you're just trying to stir stuff up. Where there's just not, <laughs> not to be trying stuff. to stir things you're, up. You're talking about worried. If anyone's worried over a video game, seriously worried over the development of a video game, get the fuck out. Like, there are so many more important things in life. And when one thing, like, there's so many things to worry about in life. If you're concerned about the, the development of a video game because you don't know the name of the person at the helm, stop listening to this fucking show. <laughs> Uh, do you want to add anything? No, I, you know, sometimes you can sit back and and you can wonder. Uh, The the first time I ever kind of maybe got into a little worrying was when Hennig left or got kicked out of the, you know, of Naughty Dog with during Uncharted 4. And And a lot of people worried about Druckmann and Straley taking over Uncharted 4. Yeah, and, and, you know, honestly, it's it's just, it's uh, water cooler talk. To be honest with you, I mean, the, but let, let, let me ask you a question. Let, 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 well, let me first thing you got me a question. Okay. To me, let the game be developed. Let the game speak for itself. If the game sucks, then you can go back to the conversation of, well, was that a, a you know, was that a poor choice? Blah 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 blah. Until then, just let them make the game. Either you buy it or you don't buy it. Okay. Well. Your question. My, my question. My question to you is, and Alex can't speak on this because he hasn't played it yet. Now, Uncharted Four was a good game. Yes, it was. There's no, de- there's no debate on that. But would Re- you agree really, that th- really there was a lo- different feel to the game? Really? Well, yeah. It, it, it. I love Uncharted Four. I love the the pirate, the whole pirate theme. I absolutely love that. I don't think there's enough pirate themed games. In- well, that's because you got love for pirates, huh? That's because you got love for pirates. I do. I like pirates. So, um, and, and I was making a comment. I don't know if I posted on social media or not. I, I've been replaying Uncharted 4, going for the Platinum. To me, that game don't get good until you get to Madagascar. I agree. Once you get to Madagascar, from that point on, that's when the game gets really good. And 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 my my favorite part of that game is, believe it or not, the open world driving part of it. 
I don't know why. Nor, that's totally not Uncharted, but I really enjoy that aspect of the game when I'm driving around in the Jeep in Madagascar. And there's... Wow, was there another part? There might be another part. But what, 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 what killed Uncharted 4 for me is, is there was too much of a Last of Us feel. There was too much Last of Us in Uncharted 4. And that and that's kind of the point I was getting with. Nobody had a fear that Uncharted 4 was going to be bad. The fear was is that it was going to change the feel of the game, which is the point I was trying to get with with Bruce Raley and Neil Druckmann not at the helm of Last of Us Part 2. Are people going to be worried about the feel of well, The Last of Us being changed? There, there will probably be that feel, but Druckmann is still the, correct me if I'm, I got the wrong title, He's still the creative director. He's the creative director, okay. but so, he's not the game director. Yeah, well, creative director, in my opinion, he's going to have final say. So if he don't like the way the game's going, he can look over to the director and go, "No, go this way." They'll they'll put they'll put their tweaks on it, but I'm pretty sure Druckmann will make sure the game goes where he was wanting it to go. I mean, this is right. so. Like one thing I got to mention about the whole dr- open world driving segment—that was my least favorite part of Uncharted: The Lost Legacy. It was I did not like that part at all. Um, I, I haven't got The Lost Legacy yet, but I, I like I said, I enjoyed it in four. Yeah, the Western Gats. Like, if you liked it in four, you'll probably like it in the Western Gats uh, in in uh, Lost Legacy. But like, this is not a situation like EA where it's like EA's like, well, the sales of Dead Space weren't good enough, so we need to make it more of an action game. Well, Dead Space 2 sales weren't good enough, so let's make put even more action in co-op in Dead Space 3. It's not like that here because The Last of Us was critically acclaimed, and it sold really well. So you're probably going to get the same thing or the same formula again. Just I, I, To be honest, it's probably going to be even darker. Well, from what we've seen in the trailer so far, it seems to be. And I'm fine with that. And so am I. Uh, what I am not okay with, but I have to accept is Days Gone has been delayed to 2019. I, I agree with that statement wholeheartedly. What, what I said or that it's been delayed? No, with what you said. I, I, I agree that I'm disappointed that it's been delayed. I'm not surprised, though, and I'm not surprised because the, the hype, I shouldn't say the hype, the way it was pushed at last year's E3 and then the game's gone virtually silent since then, that's never really a good sign. You've never seen gameplay. Normally when it's pushed that hard, normally at a PAX or we'll say PSX, somewhere after E3, you start to see gameplay footage, gameplay trailers. You didn't see nothing. All you saw was, I, I was looking it up the other day, and all I saw was an alternate playthrough of what we saw at E3 with with, with commentator with uh, developer commentary, which was cool because you got to see it like in daytime and they went a different route and it was a totally different experience, which was cool. I was liking how they were showing that and I'm like, that should have been showcased more because that's cool. But still, you haven't really seen other than what you saw at E3, just straight up a different gameplay trailer. And I was just like, that game's nowhere near ready yet. And then when they came out and said, we're delaying it to 2019, I was like, eh, it sucks because I really want to play this game. But I'm 
not surprised. And with everything getting pushed to the end of the year, you got Red Dead coming out at the end of the year, probably if that's when you were going to release it, probably not a bad idea to move it because honestly, it's a very good good idea to get away from Red Dead. Yeah, Red Dead's going to crush pretty much everything. So it's a good idea to get as far either ahead of it or behind it. I did notice that uh, Call of Duty is actually coming out in October this year instead of November. I heard that they either moved it or whatever because no one wants to be near... They moved it up. No one wants to be near Red Dead. Yeah. And I can't say Uh, say that I blame them because... Of, of what it did the last time it was out, you know, it, yeah. it's just best to, you know what, we'll give that game its room. Uh, another game that's going to need room is Ubisoft has officially announced The Division 2. No real details of the game have been revealed. All we know is that the sequel will run on an updated version of the Snowdrop engine that powered the original Division two years ago, as well as Mario Plus Rabbits. As ever... Several Ubisoft studios will support the lead developer. In this case, Ubisoft Agency, Red Storm, Reflections, Ubisoft Bucharest, and Ubisoft Shanghai. On an official Division stream, Massive said there will be no further details until E3 2018. E3 E3 prediction. Division 2 will be shown. (laughs) There. Put it in the books. (laughs) Creative director said the sequel will take, quote, everything we learned over the last two years and apply it towards the sequel to make sure we get it right, end quote. Well, if they wanted to get it right, they wouldn't have made the Division (laughs) 2. This news doesn't come as a huge surprise. While Massive has made... uh, much of the support of the original game, Magic Director David Polfett has previously, has previously hinted the sequel could be on its way. Quote, I think it's wonderful, wonderful brand that has made potential stories in it. There are lots of things we didn't do in the Division 1 that are interesting to look at for the brand. I definitely think there's a lot of space for continuation, which is beyond just keeping the Division online. With, with that news, they also announced that there are more stuff coming for Division in 2018, the original game. Well, that's good. At least they're still supporting it. Continue. Uh, uh, while some of this was covered during the announcement of the Division 2, Ubisoft has now re- released a full schedule outlining the upcoming content and patches planned f- between now and September. Two years and 20 million players later, a number of global events has been planned to celebrate, and the roadmap has given us an idea of what we can expect to roll them out. We'll also see 4K support for the Xbox One with April 1st's 8.1 update. Okay, now, before I blow everybody's mind, say the name of the developer again. Massive. No, 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 of the division. Massive. Okay, uh, the... The, uh, well, I'm going to say the wrong name. The, the publisher? The publisher, thank you. Ubisoft. Okay. thought you said something weirder earlier, and I'm like, no, it, it, it's... Okay. So anyway, <laughs> so to, to, uh, to blow everybody's mind, we've given Tricky ahead. a lot of crap on The Division, and rightfully so, and Alex still does. I was actually considering getting The Division at one point, and what turned the game off, because it's third-person shooter, and I like third-person shooters. What turned the game off from me was the whole dark zone. When they okay, when, 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 yes, when, when, when I, they, I will go with you on when that. When they talked about that, and they talk, I think I even said it during our E three coverage afterwards. When they talked about that, and they were like, "Look, you can come in here and you can work together as a team, and then you can turn around and screw your team." I'm like, "Nope, not for me," because it's going to turn into a screw fest. Forget that. Okay, 
they, okay, what you just said is 90% accurate, but you can't screw over your team. But that's what they did in the trailer they showed you. No, what see, that's that's what not, was not clear. Let hypothetical, me, you, Steven and Alice all are on the same team. We're linked Don't up throw in the me division. Into this shit pile. We go into the dark zone. We cannot turn on each other unless we drop out of the team. But the second you drop out of the team, we know. Because it will say Yield has left the team. Well, obviously the developers weren't, I mean, I know it was all planned, but obviously they right. weren't fast enough because, I mean, I don't know. I just, as soon as I, well, as soon as I saw that, I was like, nope, game's not for me because you're promoting, you're promoting shenanigans. And I, well, I, I don't, it, I don't, I don't play online games to have that shenanigan in, in that way. If you're promoting co-op, let's, let's do this. But if you're promoting well, shenanigan, forget it. I've got better <laughs> things to do. Well, you got to look at it like I, when it comes to the Dark Zone, Dark Zone is my least favorite part of the game. But when you look at, when you go into the mindset that it's about survival and that like the Walking Dead, it's kill or be killed. So if that person has an item that you need to survive, you have to make that ultimate choice. Do I let it go or do I, do I sacrifice this person's life for what I need. Now, there are a lot of things with the division that like if you if you played the division when it first came out, I'm not going to say it's an entirely different game, but it's definitely a, a a different game now. They've made improvements, they've made changes. Uh if you were to jump in right now, you would need somebody like me or somebody that's high level to basically run you through and get you good equipment. Oh, so, you couldn't go into the dark. You couldn't go into the dark zone right now. You would get slaughtered. Oh, it's okay. okay, I would. I would probably stay out of the dark zone. But but the dark zone has all the best equipment. Well, that that's the catch twenty two of it. Right, but there are other ways to get you know the best equipment. You know, if you, I think if you have the season pass, I think I, I think it's only if you have the season pass. But there's a loot drop the first and fifteenth of every month. That you, it's it's in the open world. You just go and you have to take out the the enemies that are around it. But you know that that the loot drop is you know good quality stuff. And there's different tiers now. Uh, you got tiers one through five, where five is the harder levels. One you could run through. If you were to play the start playing the division, I would run you through everything you need to get you to the dark zone and explain to you. The secrets of the Dark Zone. Because it's not... It, you know, it's a central area in the middle of the map where you could do anything you want. But it, it's it's fun, but it's also very tense at the same time. And that's what makes the Dark Zone appealing. Mm-hmm. I guess different strokes for different folks. Like I, like I said, when it was first announced, I was like, ooh, third-person shooter... You know, plague. Okay, cool. I, 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 I dig this. Third person shooters are my thing. And then when they got to the whole online thing, I'm like, oh no. Okay, I can pass. Well, the, the game is online only. You can't play it offline. Well, but I mean, as in, 
Yeah, I know what you're saying. The multiplayer. Aspect. Yeah, the multiplayer aspect. I mean, I know you're. But, I know you could play the whole game by yourself, or your friends could jump in and play through the game with you. And I was right. and I was cool with that. But the whole dark zone area, I was just like, nope. Okay, that's enough for me not to even consider the game. Well, I mean, unless you're going for the platinum, you never have to go into the dark zone, which is a good thing. So I mean, right. it's still something that I might pick up because I'm like, like I said, I do like third person shooters. Well, if, if you do play it, just let me know, and I'll definitely run through with you. Okay. Uh, but let me finish the article here real quick. Uh, June, will see two legendary mission modes make their way into the game with patch 1.8.2, which will kick off the new Shields monthly feature, which will grant players the, uh, rewards in the... Which will grant players rewards in the Division 2 by earning achievements in the Division. A full rundown of the roadmap is below. Uh, April Me. will include the, the Xbox One patch and the previous implement and the implementation of classified drop rate changes discussed on a previous state of the game. Uh, and will also introduce two legendary modes alongside a new global event blackout. In May, there will be a global event called Onslaught. In June, uh, patch 1.8.2 will introduce two more legendary mission modes and bring back global event outbreak. This update also marks the beginning of the brand new Shields monthly feature in which achievements earned. The Division will grant special awards in the Division 2. July, you'll have a global event called Assault. Uh, in August, you'll have a global event called Strike. And in September, you'll have a global event called Ambush. So, they're still supporting the game. So, And, and that's good. Even though they've got another game announced. Because normally when you announce a, another game... All your attention goes to that, and you you just and I also and what you throw at the original game is just like uh, aesthetics, pretties. And I do like the fact that you could play this game and earn rewards for the next game. And I do like that. I, I I do like when they either entice you to come back or reward those still playing. Uh. The next bit of news we have is God of War director Cory Bogog has confirmed the upcoming game will not feature microtransactions. I'm curious to uh, to, as to how you would have microtransactions in God of War. Different, I different, don't know. Uh, costumes or skins for Kratos. A Twitter user posted a screenshot showing what could be taken to be in-game currency in the game's menu and asked if there would be microtransactions in the game. If you look at the picture, they, it, it kind of looks like you know they could be. I'm not going to say there is. But, what, uh, but when you say in-game currency, is that like, oh, you've earned 500 gold, and then and then you use that for something? Is that what they're talking? Well, if you look at the picture... Because, because I'm, is, I'm saying, because I know there's some games where you do that. You can earn gold, you can buy a costume for your guy, but that's not money out of your pocket. That's what, you know, your character earned, and I'm using air quotes here, folks. But... I understand what Alex is saying. Like, you know, you go to the PSN and buy a different costume. See this really right. cool axe we just got you? You can now buy it for ninety nine ninety nine. Uh The Twitter users uh, tweeted at uh, Sony Santa Monica saying, will there be man microtransactions in the game? Outfitters for real money and then posted the picture. Corey Bullock responded, no freaking way. Uh, he's Curry Barlock is currently traveling Europe to promote the game, and he's coming to New York City, and hopefully, I'm going to be there. They're not EA. (laughs) Uh, and now, 
The moment we've all been waiting for. Well, the moment you've been waiting for. <laughs> there is a limited edition God of War PS4 Pro bundle revealed. Uh, Sony has announced a limited edition God of War pre, uh, PS4 Pro bundle. As detailed on the PlayStation blog, the console's design inspired by Kratos' axe. The bundle will be released alongside the game in the U.S. and Canada for on April 20th for $400 uh, U.S., $500 Canadian. I gotta say, it is nice looking. The bundle features a fully customized Pro Controller, a gray DualShock 4 wireless controller with insignia, a physical copy of God of War, and digital content. The top surface of the console is the axe skill tree players will use to upgrade the weapon, along with the runic gem slots on the axe handle, which enable special attacks. The limited edition console is now available for pre-order, and I did get mine. That's what I was uh, talking about that I bought before. This, uh, listen, I, I believe this is the best looking special edition console they've done so far. I I can agree with that. I don't know the the Destiny one that they did for the for the first Destiny game, the white one and the the logo across with it. The, that was pretty sweet. With, yeah, but this this is sexy. I I have to say, considering that, considering what they did with Destiny. And what they've done with the God of War consoles, I'm very disappointed that what they did with Uncharted's last, you know, Uncharted Four special console. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, don't say yeah. You, you can't deny that I'm I'm wrong with that. No, I mean, and a lot of people hold off to see what Sony's going to do with the Spider Man if they're going to come out with a limited edition Spider Man one. Uh, but I, I did buy this uh, Pro Bundle. Marks This marks the third time I've bought God of War already. Well, good. You can give away your extra copies. Well, I'm gonna, I, I already sold... Well, I, I bought it digitally because I buy all my games digitally. Then I got the Collector's Edition. Because you wanted the statue. So, because I wanted the statue, which comes with a physical copy of the game. I was able to sell that off. I asked a friend of mine if he wanted to buy it off of me for $50. So he's going to give me $50 for that. And so he'll get the copy of the game for ten dollars cheaper. Now I have to find out what I'm going to do with this one. Contest, <laughs> or I might just bring it to GameStop and get fifty five dollars for it. Or I guess you could do that. Or I could sell it to you for fifty dollars. I haven't really gotten into God of War yet. Oh, blasphemous! Uh our our next bit of news: Fortnite is. Bannon players who team up in solo matches. Good for them. Uh, PC Games and reports the response after a Reddit thread features a video in which five players were working together in the solo mode. Comments on the thread revealed players were able to team up somewhat reliably by joining a game of Battle Royale at the same time. This put those playing the mode in an intended free-for-all on the back foot of teams having an easy advantage over solo players. An Epic spokesperson told uh, PC Games and players having fair, fun games is a top priority for us, emphasizing that teaming in solo is against the rules and will result in Epic Games taking action on accounts that participate in that behavior. Epic will continue to monitor the games for players who break rules and play unfairly in all game modes. Epic also states that those features in the video have already had action taken against them and encourages players to use this online forum to report players doing the same. I don't like this. I 
do. Think. All right. Let me let me give you my theory, or not my theory, my feelings on this. Go yield. right ahead. And I'm going to use something that we can relate to. Feature a Fortnite solo match as the Royal Rumble. Okay. You have to team up with people to eliminate people. And at some point, you're going to have to stab the other person in the back. Yes. What's different from that compared to this? Because at some point, those five people have to turn on each other. Uh, so what's wrong with creating an alliance until you have to break that alliance? Well, I see that point, And I figured it was going to be something along that lines. Um, unless there, there's something that we don't know, you know, like... Unless they were all communicating together, you know, because I mean, there's nothing wrong with that either. I, well, I, I, I'm taking that the whole. I mean, I haven't played Fortnite, so I'm taking it that the whole pre- premise of the game is you're all playing everybody's solo, everybody's out for themselves. So therefore, you can't really communicate to the other guy and go, "Hey, dude, let's work together until we're down to the final two, and then have an ultimate duel between the two of us." I, I wouldn't think that's how it is. So if if they're working together that way, then yeah, that's kind of cheating in the sense of that's not how the game is intended to be played. You found a loophole that's cool. Bravo for the devs on closing loophole. Right, but they're not hacking the game. They're not glitching the game. They're working within the rules. To make it to the end. And now the devs have decided that that's not the way it was intended to be played. They're adjusting the rules. Okay, but okay, then you're going to adjust the rules. Fine. Adjust the rules. Don't ban them. Mm, maybe they haven't found a way to readjust that yet. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm all for developers not letting a game that they've worked on get hijacked. All right, Alex, what are your opinions about this? I mean, if it hurts the, like, um, I think it's unnecessary, to be honest. Um, I mean, people are going to naturally team up within the the game. Uh, I mean, some people may not think that's fair. Some people may not think that's fun. But, I mean, like, people are inevitably going to team up. Um, yeah, I, I think it's just unnecessary. The bands, you mean? The bands are unnecessary. Yeah, I think the bands are unnecessary. I mean, people are playing the game they the way the game the way they want to, the way that's strategically like intelligent. So just let them do that. Yeah, I. Yeah, I, I like. I got nothing else to say. I, I think, I think Epic Games is wrong for banning these players. All right, so let's go to uh, what is normally Alex's topic, but I see Yield typed it in. Uh, Yield, take it away. What's hot in gaming? Burnout Paradise Remastered. Duh! I I agree with you, but there's a certain fan of ours who used to be a super fan, but uh, he's no longer loyal to us. I'm not going to call him out. Um, (coughs) Sneak palm. Uh, Who said that $40 for Burnout Paradise is too much money. No, like I said, like we, we talked about before, that's his opinion. He's totally entitled to it. $30 Thirty dollars is his price point. You wait for thirty dollars. Me? No, his price point was twenty. Okay, by the twenty dollars. That's fine. By Christmas, it'll be down to twenty. I went ahead and pre-ordered the forty. Send me my burnout <laughs> so paradise, I. baby. I'm going where uh, the grass is green and the girls are so pretty. 
I, I my biggest worry about this because my plan is to get the platinum again. Oh, yeah, I'm absolutely. My my biggest gripe with Burnout Paradise was trying to get eight people to do the the challenges. <laughs> I, I hope that I, <laughs> I was I was actually able to do that uh, through a sarcastic gamer gamer night. Uh, I think I did it with you. I think that's how we met. That may have been. I don't remember how we met. Neither do I. I know you joined the show by calling a sex hotline. I did do that. <laughs> and they called back. That's how awesome and, I am. And charged you for it. No, they didn't charge me for it. I, I charged know. them for it. Zing! <laughs> and hey, you know what comes uh, out after Burnout Paradise? A uh, way out? A way out. I have that game pre-ordered as well. So do I. I plan on trying to co-op that with uh, Homer Gets Stuffed. Ah, fuck Homer. Do it with me. Well, no, see, you already own the game. I want to try the whole principle of a, a buddy can play it who doesn't own it. So I want to do that aspect. Oh. And I want to... So you let, and I'm curious, so you let Homer mooch off of you. Well, yeah, that, that's what I'm curious to see if, <laughs> if they earn the trophies as well or just me. I think they addressed that already and said that he will not. Did you? I don't know. I haven't heard, and I haven't heard any talk about it, so I was just curious. I was like, well, hey, I need a co-op partner. You can play without owning it. Well, let's co-op. What I'm curious about a way out is how is it going to work if you're not playing with somebody? Well, you're supposed to be able to do it solo. Right, but how does that work? Like... I'm sure at some point you'd have to, if the narrative was where you had to be the other guy, I'm sure at some point you would have to switch characters, would be my guess. Right, but the way the game works is, I don't I don't know if you remember this, while, while I'm in a cutscene, you are still free roaming. So, if I'm accelerating the game and the character's just standing there, then, I don't, I, like... I can be talking out of my ass. This could all be fully done and adjusted for this. I don't know how that would work. I'm just curious. Don't know. I guess we'll find out in a couple of weeks. All right. Now to our topic of the week. Dun, dun, dun. For the third week in a row. Third week. We are going to... Thread a, a thin line here. Uh, is it a we, re- is we, it a red line? Um, Do you like that movie tie in? I, I a thin red line. A thin red line. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that was actually the only movie I actually walked out in the theater in. I've never seen it. I wanted to, and I heard it wasn't very good. Oh, I it not because the movie was bad, just because uh, something came up and I had to leave, and I left like. 20 minutes into the movie. Oh. Never went back and watched it. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. Again, this is going to touch on politics, but we're not talking about the political nature of this. We're talking about the topic at hand. Uh, I will so, say that Ashley made this point while she was listening to the show. Uh, you're introducing a political topic, but you're saying we're not talking about politics. Well, I'm. I, this touches on politics because we're touching base on the conversation we had last week where Trump said that he, President Trump said he was going to have a meeting with uh, the video game industry. And then people in the video game industry said he had no meeting scheduled. So who's he talking to? 
Uh, so this is there's two articles attached to this topic of the week. The first one is here's who Trump invited to the White House to discuss violence in video games. Was it any? But was it any of the top devs? No. <laughs> Uh, was well, it was it anybody? Kind of, was it any of the devs that actually? How how, how do I want to word this? Because you said no for the top devs. Well, oh, oh, you know what? I take that back. Okay. Let, let let me go through the list, and maybe that will answer your question. All right. Uh, the members of Congress that attended this meeting: uh, Senator Marco Rubio, which is a Re- Republican from Florida. Representative Vicki Harsler, who is a Republican from Missouri. Representative Martha Roby, who is a Republican from Alabama. Okay, did he actually get anybody from the other side, or was it all Republican-sided? Well, that's all this article is. Now, external participants, as listed by IGN. Uh, and excuse me if I butcher names, because I'm uh, some of these names are going to be a little challenging. Mr. Strauss Zelnick who is the Take-Two Interactive, former chairman of the ESA, and who is the CEO of Rockstar Games. Okay, well, I, I can understand having Rockstar there, because they do Red Dead and Grand Theft Auto, so okay. Brent Basel, who is from the Media Research Center, Lieutenant Colonel Dave Grossman, retired, uh, and says, on killing the psychological cost of learning to kill in war society and assassination generation, video games aggression, and the psychology of killing. I guess those are two books he wrote. Uh, Patricia Vance, who is the president of the Entertainment Software RB, which is, as we know, is the ESRB. Mike Gallagher, who is the president and CEO of Entertainment Software Association, the ESA. Uh, Robert Altman, who is the chairman and CEO of ZeniMax Media, which is the parent company of Bethesda. And Melissa Henson, who is the mother of the uh, Parents Television Council, who, yes, is related to Jim Henson. So, all that we really had was Rockstar and Bethesda. From the video game side. But we did have somebody from the ESRB, which I think is appropriate to have there. Well, basically, you had your, and I'm going to probably use the term incorrectly, you basically had your union reps there. Uh, Yeah, yeah, I I guess you could say that. Most Most of the devs probably stood back, let the other people go fight the battle. Or go go there and, and see what they're fishing for before they have to go there and defend it. Well, it's also worth noting that I uh, I said that Robert Ullman, who's the chairman and CEO of Zenimax Media, mm-hmm. which is the parent comp- company of Bethesda. Okay. It's worth noting that President Trump's brother, Robert S. Trump, is on the board of directors at Zenimax. Hmm. So, so, take that with whatever, you, however you want to take it. Interesting. Now, now, the second part of this, and I know you guys watched it. There was a the sizzle reel. <laughs> yes, uh, that's what it was. A, let, let's get uh, honest. It was a sizzle reel. Yeah, it's a violent video game reel. And bravo that, to whoever put that together. Um, talk about one-sided. <laughs> okay the the original story goes: the White House has published its violent video game reel that President Trump shared at today's meeting with members of the video game industry and critics of of the meeting. According to the Washington Post, Trump showed the reel at the beginning of the meeting and asked the group, 
Quote, this is violent, isn't it? End quote. The sizzle reel shared on the White House's YouTube channel, which you guys can go watch, features clips of from Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, predictably, it's the no Russian sequence, Wolfenstein, Dead by Daylight, Sniper Elite, and Fallout 4. Uh, they were handpicked for their particularly violent sequences, but presented in a montage with montage with lack of context. Of course, you want to prove your point. So, to answer the question last week, who was at this meeting? We've we we according to IGN, this is who was at the meeting. I want I really want to touch on the video because I think we can all agree right now that that video is a bad representation. Of what the violence in video games is really about. Well, of course it is. I mean, it, it, it's no different than than taking, uh, uh, oh, I won't say a PG movie. So let's say we take a PG thirteen or a certain rated R movie, and we show you everything, but or we show you all the language and maybe a partial sex scene. And you immediately think that's the entire movie when it was just maybe the beginning and the end. Or, or so to speak. You know what I'm saying? It, it's that, 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 that video was put together to prove, to, to prove uh, a point of video games are violent. And, right. And but the, they and, don't show... And, 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 like, in each of those games... There, there is a reason that the story went that way at that time. You know, I mean, I, I haven't played Wolfenstein yet, but I know enough of it that, you know, you are fighting Nazis, you are killing Nazis. So, therefore, there are going to be those kind of stabbing a dude in the head and stuff like that. It's kind of a war game. It's going to happen. But when all you show is some dude getting stabbed in the head or another clip. I'm going to take a guess that that must be dead by daylight. Some dude getting hung up on a meat hook or his head chopped off. Yeah, that was dead by daylight. You know, it's, you you have to know what leads up to it. I mean, sniper elite, that's the way they've always been. So now you're just trying to poke a bear. Well, I, I think what they did with sniper elite was they, now, if anybody's familiar with the games, when you get a particularly, for lack of better terms, good shot. Yeah, you get the X-ray it, kill cam. Right. You get you get the slow motion bullet of the bullet going through the body and, you know, it's it's slicing through your head, your your heart. The nut uh, shot. I, I, I'm actually surprised they didn't show the nut shot. Um, it's big on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But the... My problem with this video is not necessarily them showing the violence because there nobody's denying that there's violence in video games. My problem with this is the lack of context, the you know, what what led up to the situation like showing the no Russian scene from Call of Duty. You knew that was you coming. You know Yeah, you knew you know I'm no fan of Call of Duty in any way shape or form. But the context behind that was you didn't actually have to kill anybody. And if you They don't say that. I was gonna say, and if you notice the person the 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 person 
that you that that whoever was playing, I don't believe fired a shot. They did not. But that see, that's my problem. Now, the the story was updated. Uh, let me drop down my Skype real quick. Uh, the story was updated because the ESA uh, said its members uh, they issued a statement to IGN saying the ESA and its members quote appreciate the president's receptive and comprehensive approach end quote to the meeting, which covered the First Amendment protection of games, the ESRB rating system, and more. The full statement reads quote. We welcome the opportunity today to meet with the president and other elected officials at the White House. We discussed the numerous scientific studies establishing there is no connection between video games and violence. First Amendment protection of video games and how our industry's rating system effectively helps parents make informed entertainment choices. We appreciate the uh, president's receptive and comprehensive approach to this decision. End quote. So, based on that statement... The ESA has said, basically, they proved to the president that video games don't cause violence. Now, you know, within our government, things can be twisted and changed around and all that other stuff. But that does make you know me a little happy that the ESA has come out and said that. What, did they prove their point? Yeah. I mean, listen, if if you want to talk about violence, we can talk about violence in movies. We can talk about violence in uh, TV shows. Well, yeah, I mean, all that stuff. Well, and I had I had this talk with some some of the people at work, some of the guys at work about, you know, you can't sit there and point the finger at video games, because if that's the case, then. You can point it at movies, and I do know that I saw some things where Trump did mention movies as well. But you can point it at movies, you can point it at TV shows, you can point it at music. You, 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 video games is the scapegoat because it was a child tragedy. Video games are, are uh, you know, big amongst kids. It's just you're not. Th- this isn't the. 90s where it's our generation growing up and the adults don't understand the video games you know because everybody is learning now you've got adults who grew up with this and a lot of these games that are made are geared for us so we we're not dumb people, so we understand that that yes, there is violence in video games. But to me, well, and it's just my opinion. To me, ultimately, it it comes down to to parenting, and that's just how I feel. So, well, Greg Miller, kind of funny, said something uh, a while back uh, when not not all this. This is long before. You know, the conversation of violence in video games came up. But Greg Miller said, we're approaching a generation where our elected officials will be people that we grew up with, that understand video games, that not... <sighs> to say President Trump or anybody else in our government doesn't understand video games because they've never played it. I mean... While I feel that's mostly true, it's it, it's almost an ignorant statement to make. But we are approaching a generation where 
the people that are going to get elected did grow up playing video games and are going to understand. So hopefully this conversation won't be in the future. Alex, how do you feel about all this? I mean, here's the thing. You said it from the outset, and you actually read it from the article on IGN. There's no context to any of this that's in the video. It's completely unrepresentative of video games as a whole. I mean, you could take... Uh, you could look at our society, and you could take all the most violent moments from our society and patch them together in a video, and it's not necessarily representative of what's going on in the communities around the United States. So they're trying to use this to prove a point. They're not presenting games fairly. You know, there's nothing about, like, Moss or Mario Kart or any of these... Or really Ratchet and Clank. Or Ratchet and Clank or Sly Cooper or anything that's, like, a nice, fun game that's friendly for kids. And they're, they're not showing any of that. They're showing the bad stuff. And it's like you're, you're using this to prove your point. You're showing evidence, but it's evidence that's used to prove a point. It's, it's almost propaganda is what it is. Um, so you can't put any stock in this video, and it just shows you what the Trump administration thinks of video games or, I guess, who, the, the video game agency that put us together. It's just well, it, it, they are trying to prove their point. They're not trying to you know, preserve prove a fair, fair and balanced uh, account of anything here. So it, it could... See, but I, I, I don't necessarily put this on Trump's administration. I put this on the ongoing issue of people are trying to find a scapegoat and, and instead of looking at themselves to, to solve the problem. You know, video games don't, might be the hot topic right now, but, you know, how long is it going to be before we start blaming The Walking Dead or Game of Thrones or we start blaming rock music again? Like, this... To me right now, video games is the the hot topic. I don't I, I don't look at any administration, whether it be Republican or Democrat or other than they're trying to find a scapegoat. And and to me, I'm not really worried about this because I do believe in the end where you know the video game industry will prove their point. But I'm just worried about the long term effects of how long we're gonna have to deal with this. I disagree with you, and I think that whoever's in power, they should not – like whoever put this video together and whoever's not talking to Nintendo, Sony, or Microsoft, or really many of the big players in the video game industry, yeah, it is their fault. It's not because they're Republicans. It's their fault because they're not presenting the truth as they should, and they're not actually trying well, they to did. get to the root cause of the problem. Well, they did bring in Rockstar, who that's, arguably that's is the most trick. controversial. That's not, that's not – it's one. That's not good enough. Okay. Like stop making even excuses. If th- like for people who are in power, who are misrepresenting I'm, I'm not, things. I'm, I'm not trying to make excuses. What I'm saying is, you said nobody from Sony, Microsoft, and Nintendo's there. Now, granted, they are the the big three as far as developer or you know game console publishers. But shouldn't we have more game devs there? I mean, Rockstar was a good start, but let's get in Ed Boon from. Uh, NetherRealm Studios. Let's get in Rockstar. Let's get in the people that make Dead by Daylight. Let's get in Infinity Ward, Sledgehammer, and Treyarch. Let's get all these people, you know, into these conversations and say, listen, yeah, our games are violent, but there's once we prove that the studies show that there's no correlation between video game violence and real-life violence, that should end the conversation. You also got to remember that these talks, like Columbine happened in the 90s. These talks and those two kids, uh, those two guys played Doom, um, and that's kind of where like it seems like a lot of this stuff with the focus on school shootings really started was with Columbine, 
And we've been talking about video games. Video games have been villainized for that for since then. And you talk about, well, when we talk about going back to books or movies, we don't go back to movies. We don't go back to, like, CDs and stuff. We don't talk about, like, music and books anymore. It's all on video games. And I, it's never going to go that's back a problem, to don't you it's think? always going to be video games until there's something that replaces video games. I, I, I thought we were past this conversation. I mean, obviously, it's always been there, but we were past the conversation of trying to find a scapegoat. Oh no! That, oh, honestly, oh, that's how I feel. Oh no, that'll they're ne- trying to find a scapegoat. Th- that'll never happen. Every time there's a national tragedy, it's always you will all. They will always try to find a scapegoat. If they if there's not a blatant, it's this reason. If there's an unknown, there will be a scapegoat. If I said that correctly, I, I'm with you. All right. Well, with that being said. Uh, let's close out the show with some housekeeping. Let's clean this shit up. Steven, take it away. Damn, he's not here. All right, I guess I'll do it. <sighs> ProvingGamer.com is looking for some writers, podcasters, viewers, news reporters, and generalized help with the site. If you're interested in applying, go to ProvingGamer.com, click on the Help Wanted tab, and fill out the application, and I will get back to you as soon as possible. While you're there, be sure to check out all of our articles and all of our videos. Speaking of our videos, they can be found on YouTube by doing a search for Official Proving Gamer. Also, you can catch us streaming at twitch.tv backslash ProvingGamer. If you want to get a hold of us, there are several ways to get a hold of us. First one is our phone number, Yield. 330-39-330-776-8369. You can also contact us by sending us an email, trophyhorrors at provengamer.com. We forgot about Homer's quiz again. <gasps> you want to do his quiz? Yeah, but I'm using the restroom first. All right. Well, we're going to do the housekeeping. We'll do the quiz when Yield gets back. Uh, you can also send us a uh, contact us on Twitter. Contact the site at Proving Gamer. Contact the show at Trophy Horrors. Contact me at Tricky Mick. Contact Yield at I Yield to No One. You contact Alex at Saunders Saunders Rex. And you can contact Steven at BatChild27. If you listen to this podcast, we greatly appreciate it. Be sure to listen to our other podcasts PG Spoilers, The Smart Marks, Nintendo Dual Screens, and Game Stuff. All the podcasts can be found on Apple Podcasts, which is formerly iTunes, Stitcher, podcast, various podcast applications on your smart devices, Google Play, TuneIn, and you can listen to Trophy Horse and uh, The Smart Marks. Where, Alex? iHeartRadio. Good. Now I can pass that in the show without having to do a whole bunch of edits. Whew. Uh, if you want to get further involved with us, you can get involved in our PlayStation 4 communities. Our first community is Approving Gamer, which obviously is for the site. There's one for the show called T-Dubs Brothel. Why yield? Because we're not allowed to say horse on the network. Who won't let us say horse? The head of Sony. And what's his name? I'm not saying President that. of Worldwide Studios Shuhei Yoshida. That guy. Why are you bailing him out, Alex? Because it's funny Why now. Why are you trying to make him look bad on the show? Yeah. I'm not trying to make him look oh, bad. Oh, yeah, I, you I, are. No, no, no. I'm, I'm rooting for you to say his name correctly. Uh-huh. Or you can, uh, if you're getting a new Platinum Trophy, get that uh, plat pick and put it in the Platinum Guild. Yeah. Yeah. 
So that is done with our housekeeping. But before we go to our sponsors, we have a quiz, gentlemen. Yeah. Wait. Now. Where's my answers? Uh, don't no cheating. There they are. No, 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 not the ones I looked up. The ones I actually sent in because I thought you were going to do this already. Okay. Uh, so Homer sent in a quiz. Now I know the answers, uh, because Homer did, actually didn't provide us with the answers. But luckily, I knew all the answers already. Uh, you, he you, sent them to me. You googled them. Did wait. wait he, so did you look at the answers? Uh, not really. No. All right. No cheating. Uh, Homer writes in saying, hey guys, it's been far too long since Homer has written into the show, which means it's been far too long since a glorious panel of video game experts, and he put experts in quotation marks, and he says, and I use the term loosely, had their knowledge tested. I think you see where I'm going with this. Enough with the introductions. Have at you. Question number one. The infamous Konami Code was first introduced into our beloved video games world all the way back in 1986 in Gradius for the NES and was most famously used in the NES version of Contra as the 30 Lives Code. Without it, Yield and I would never have made it through that game. Since its inception, the code has been used numerous times throughout the video games across multiple platforms. Just how many games are out there that incorporate the Konami Code, including all variations? A. 57 B, 79, C, 86, D, over 200. I went with C. Alex? I looked at the answer. (laughs) The answer is D, over 200. See, I thought that was way high. Uh, Bonus, did you know that if you enter the code in backwards, Konami Konami code creator... Katsuzui Hachimoto will appear in your room and kick you in the nuts for entering the code incorrectly, noob. I did not know that. Question number two. As we are well aware, the GTA series of games can be quite expensive to make. GTA 5, for example, as of 2015, cost $268 million to make. There are only two movies that have exceeded this number in production value. Which are they? Now, there is... More there, there is more than two, but for the sake of the question, the the choices are A, the last two Star Wars movies, B, the Pirates of the Caribbean movies, the last two Pirates of the Caribbean movies, C, the last two Disney animated films, and D, the last two Hunger Game movies. I went with B. I went with Pirates of the Caribbean too, and I did not look at this answer. And the answer is the Pirates of the Caribbean. Yes, but there are. But there are movies that have exceeded in production. Um, I'm not going to go through them all, but there are more than two. Uh, Question number three. So much time has passed since the trophy achievement system was integrated into gaming that it's hard to remember when games didn't have them. In fact, trophies weren't added to the PlayStation 3 until 2008, two years after its initial release. Which in no way was in direct response to the Xbox achievement system. This game was the first, very first games to implement a trophy system, which had to be added via post-launch patch, as the game had already been out for almost a year. It was also the first, and at the time, only game to contain a platinum trophy, the much-coveted award given to anyone who's ever attained a trophy in every game. Which game was it? A. Assassin's Creed. B, Devil May Cry, C, Uncharted, Drake's Fortune, and D, Metal Gear Solid 4, Guns of the Patriots. Now, Uncharted, I did, Drake's Fortune, C. Now, I did not know that it was the first one to have a platinum, 
but it's C. Yes. The answer is C. The actual first game to have a trophy system was Super Stardust HD. Uh, question number four. Zelda creator. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm showing off my yield. Or excuse me. My Homer. Uh, it's Shigeru. He put pronounced Sugar Mama. Miyamoto. And The Legend of Zelda have been an innovative force throughout the years of video games. Just to show how far we've come as a collective, the latest Zelda Breath of the Wild includes an ambient noise effect of a boblican doing what? A. Farting. B. Picking his nose. C. Breaking a limb. Or D. Vomiting. I went with A. Alex? Uh, vomiting. The answer is B. Picking its nose. Boo. That is the end of the quiz, but uh, Homer did leave us with another little tidbit. Did you know, speaking of the Konami code, did you know that if you enter the code at the menu screen of Rocket League, the screen will be replaced with the menu from Psyonix's previous game, Supersonic Aerobatic Rocket-Powered Battle Cars, complete with the game's theme as well. I'm going to have to try that. Keep up the great work, Homer. All right, so that is the end of the quiz. Let's get into our shout-outs. Alex, let's start with you. First and foremost, as always, I want to thank the listeners for being awesome and just uh, being the fuel that is the fire that we call Trophy Whores. You all have pushed and uh, throw more gasoline onto this row raging bonfire, pushed it to where uh, it is now, and you will push it even further in the years to come. So we thank you all very much for supporting us, for supporting Extra Life, supporting everything that we're into, iHeartRadio, Humble Bundle. You guys are really awesome, and we appreciate you all so, so damn much. I want to thank Yield and Tricky for recording with me tonight, and uh, give a shout-out to Steven, who could not join us because he had a super busy day today, but uh, Steven, you're always in our hearts, and uh, thank you, Steven, for saying I was very kissable last week. I just want to point that out. That meant a lot. Thank you, sir. Uh, and How, how did, how did uh, your lady friend Ashley feel about she that? She thought it was funny. So... No. Uh, and last, did she also did she also think it was funny when Steven said Queeper last week? Well, she she uh, she said that she heard it, but she didn't say whether it was funny or not. And why didn't she vote? Because why should she? Everyone, you very clearly a, didn't realize that most people voted against you because it's a silly no, part I, of the I'm, I'm looking at the votes right now. It's pretty even. Oh, How, did you do you have like five different Facebook accounts? Is that why it's even? Just finish your shout-outs, and then I'm going to give you my, my shout-outs and torpedoes to the poll. Yeah. Uh, I want to give a shout-out, lastly, to um, my lady, Ashley. Uh, got to spend almost all weekend with you, and uh, it was spectacular. Thank you very much for what you've already done for me, uh, your continued support of the show, and I look forward to all the adventures that we will have in the future. Uh, Black Panther, uh, Texas Roadhouse, like and everything and beyond. So, uh, yeah, Foo Fighters concert, New Orleans. Uh, looking forward to all of it. So thank you, sweetie. Honey bear. Yeah. Well, Man. you know what? Just because don't get angry, you don't have a cute pet name. Oh, I I have a pet name, but I'm not Icky, allowed to say Icky it on Mick? the show. No. Always rolling. <laughs> no. Awesome Jay. <laughs> awesome Jay. <laughs> I knew that was coming. Yield your shout outs. Oh, let's see here. I would like to give a shout out to the Brain76, Homer Good Stuff, and even Tricky Mick for joining up, playing some Rocket League a couple of weeks ago. Tricky needs to work on his game. 
Um, no, I, I need to work uh, on avoiding. You need to work on your game. I need to. I need to work on avoiding the brain seventy six. Oh, I would also like to give uh, a shout out to you, the Hordum pimps and madams of the Hordum, for doing everything, listening, promoting everything that is proven gamer and trophy hoarders. Thank you very much. A shout out to Alex and Tricky for recording tonight. Uh, shout out to Homer again for helping me get my uh, new TV. Uh, all put together and that'll do me this week alright and I want to give a shout out to the listeners first and foremost shout out to Sweet Mama D who is happier than a pig in poop right now because I'm going to get uh, get done recording and go be able to cl- snuggle with her as she goes to bed even though she's 20 minutes past her bedtime already she thought I didn't notice that shout out to the goddess uh and I want to give a shout out to the following people who uh, were truthful and honest in the poll. And that would be uh, myself, the goddess, and a new person uh, called uh, Mateo. Because I'm not going to say your real name. because uh, But first time seeing you interact in the group. So thank you very much. Also give a shout out to Alex's lady friend, Ashley, who also... Uh, Agreed with me, but didn't vote. And I want to give a big twerp you to the following people who uh, know they heard it and are still denying it. And that would be Alex, uh, Mr. Joseph Priestley, who you can hear on the Game Stuff pro- uh, podcast. Uh, Frosty, who nobody really gives a shit about his shows anymore, so he doesn't have a show anymore. Hater. And and Andrew Millerus, who I'm deeply disappointed in. And then Steven, who's constantly going to deny that he said it, even though... The proof is there. So the proof is in the pudding. Means, yes, and and yield is a vote of a yes too, but he has not gotten voted. He has confirmed that as of this time. I have not officially voted, but you can confirm that you did hear it. I do confirm that I did hear it. So it looks like I'm winning the voting. So suck it, Alex. Yeah, that's right. You be quiet. Until next week, happy trophy hunting. Later. Peace out. The theme song is Venus by the band Even off their album Zenith. Permission granted by the band and 12 Stone Records. You can find them on Facebook by going to www.facebook.com slash evenphilippines.